Boarding was always a mad house, people scrambling around under cheap fluorescent lights. Gate agents turned into cattle herders in a matter of minutes, not to mention the silent, passive-aggressive line-cutting disagreements and the woman hollering at the counter because she had to check a bag. You can always count on a row of standby passengers watching from a safe distance. Henry had taken his place at the back of the line. He figured he had his best chances there of not getting into any trouble. He glanced around, anxious to say the least, before directing his gaze to his boarding pass. To make sure, for the hundredth time, he was in fact in the right place. Boarding Group C, Flight 541 to Denver, Colorado. It was just a connection flight, but still, it was the first time he had flown on a plane ever, and he couldn't help but wish he had someone with him, someone to tell him the people are always this strange. There's always armed guards at the jet bridge. He just had to assume it was all normal and that it would all be over in two short hours. Nervously, he stuffed his hands in his pockets and shuffled forward with the grumbling crowd. It was noon, and everyone looked like 5 a.m. zombies. Henry was nearly certain everyone was carrying at least one cup of coffee, if not two. You in college, kid? Henry turned to face the man behind him, who stared at him expectantly. He was shocked someone had spoken to him, and so were other people apparently, because multiple heads swiveled to get a look. Uh, no, sir. Henry stuttered the words out slowly, remembering how young he looked with a slight annoyance. He had graduated college a year ago, just had his twenty-three birthday. The man just grumbled, letting his rough attempt at small talk die without another thought. Henry turned back to face the line, surprised to see he was about to board. The line significantly shortened. Suddenly, he was next. Approaching the small scanning counter, the flight attendant took his boarding pass, scanned it with a click, and handed it back to him without a word. In fact, she never even looked up at him once. Odd, Henry thought, as he entered the grey walls of the jet bridge. Even more odd was the armed guards staring him down as he passed. Henry knew that couldn't be normal. He tried desperately to recount if he had seen them at any of the other gates he had passed. He was on the plane before he knew it, staring down a long aisle of tired faces, bored. No one batted an eyelash at him as he passed, making his way to seat 26A. He was a bit off-put by how small everything was. People practically sit shoulder to shoulder, possessions shoved underneath the seats, knees touching the seat in front of them. It seemed miserable. He didn't understand how people did this so often. Henry smiled when he entered his row. No one else had been sat next to him. He had the whole thing to himself. Happily, he spread himself out, glancing out the window at the workers finishing up prepping the plane. He looked back just as the flight attendants shut and latched the door, began making some sort of safety announcements and walking up and down the aisles. Henry took his quiz from the passengers around him. Not a single one paid attention, so neither did he. He pulled out his phone, his headphones. But just in case, he thought, I'll wait until takeoff. The plane pulled away, steady and strong.
Incredibly slow, he watched out that tiny window at the jet bridge drew back. The plane taxied in the span of about five minutes to a small runway, and Henry could feel the anticipation building in his chest. When the plane straightened out to go, he realized his hands had been white-knuckling the edge of the armrests, and the anticipation was only getting worse. Five. Ten. Fifteen minutes passed in heavy suspension, and to his concern, he wasn't the only one becoming apprehensive. Every head he could see was on a swivel. Several people pushed the flight attendant button to ask what was happening. None came. It was just silent. That's when the truck came. Huge and armored, completely matte black. It rolled up right alongside the plane. A fuel truck, maybe? Henry squinted at it and then got out. Opened some sort of hatch. Threw some bags and a couple of boxes in. Spoke into radios. Still, they were all armed. And as normal as it looked, something just didn't feel right. Henry knew no one else had seen it as most windows on his side were closed, and the second one of the men in black below looked up and made eye contact with him. He shut his window as quickly as possible, breathing deep. He checked his watch. Half hour. They had been sitting for half an hour. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention? Henry snapped his head up to the front of the plane, staring at a man dressed in a suit and tie. He smiled wide, like a game show host under the lights. His hair was all done up and his teeth practically glowed white. Welcome to Flight 541 to Denver. Everybody stared expectantly, on the edge of their seats. When the man didn't say anything for several moments, the people started blurting out questions, asking if things were wrong with the plane, why we hadn't moved. The man cleared his throat pulled the intercom back to his lips. I understand your confusion, and let me apologize on behalf of the airline for the inconvenience. His voice sounded coy and deceitful, but everyone grumbled in acceptance. The reason for your delay, he continued, is not weather or mechanical. In fact, it was entirely planned. Funny he sounded so cheery for someone who had just made an entire plane full of people's chests tighten. Planned? Someone ventured. Oh yes. You see, you all have been chosen for Flight 541. By me, actually. There was a locking sound. Henry tried to remove his seatbelt out of panic, but it wouldn't budge. Everyone else slowly struggled to do the same. Everyone else is just as stuck. With a snap, the remaining open widows slid shut. Red emergency lights buzzed to life, and someone, a woman, gasped. Welcome to flight, or sorry, experiment 541. The man's voice boomed over the panic. If you would each cooperate, it would make all of our lives so much easier. Well, what's left of them?